Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous, and the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 471 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, otherwise known as Colin Ford, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we'd like to say hello to our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Edleweiss, otherwise known as Ben Mosswoodwood. Right, I do hope that everybody has brought their own lubrication. Off to a classy start. That's what you want to know. Staff liaison officer, Commander Psychic. So just to clarify, we're starting the orgy now and not later. I thought we started it 10 minutes ago. That's a very good point, Ben. Sorry. Got our SRV Banksy. That'll be Commander Alec Turner. Can we open a window in here, please? It's getting terribly stuffy. <laughs> We'd also like to, to welcome and also apologise to... Um, from the broadcast, we've got Commander Scorbius. Why does everything hurt? <laughs> we also have the wonderful Peter Witherspoon. Good evening, everyone. Let's see that. That's classy, you see. That's classy. We also have Commander Beetlejude. Hey, up. And not so classy. Too normal to classy. That's really mean. <laughs> Uh, from the other side of the pond, we also have the music maestro that's JN Tracks from the Loose Screws. Hello, fellow kids. Hello. I hope I hope you're not giving you the wrong impression of the people over here so far. <laughs> Actually, you're probably giving you the right impression, really, to be honest. How many 400-something episodes? I think I have all the impressions. <laughs> Yeah, and hopefully uh, we'll have uh, Tony from the Guard Frequency popping along later um, because, well, it's the last live radio of the year and uh, uh, we, we thought we'd have a big end-of-year party. So if you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging out in-game at Live Station. Um, there's various people standing around the bar trying to be intelligent-looking. 
Um, but if you can't get to us in game, you can also join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat or go to twitch.tv slash laveradio or look us up on Facebook, YouTube, or XC, Twitter, whatever you want to call it these days. So, um, well, normally I would go around the group <laughs> and see how they've been this week. But if I did this, then it would be a case of, and then good night. So, we'll quickly, we'll quickly move on um, to what's been happening in the development news. Well, there's been two things that have happened, really. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get a live stream this, this week. Um, obviously, yeah, obviously, for uh, with all the stuff that's going on at uh, Frontier at the moment, we think that they're uh, they've got other priorities at the moment. Uh, but they did say they hope to be back to a proper schedule next year or in the new year, rather. So, we'll we'll wait and see how that turns out. Does that mean next Christmas? <laughs> let's <laughs> let's let's hope not. <laughs> Because there's, there's a few things that people want to talk about. But uh, in order to keep everybody happy, we have the ARC uh, Festive Countdown is back. So this is the uh, the bonus ARCs that, if you have been playing Elite Dangerous, you might have noticed them actually appearing in your uh, message box. And um, yes, so by now we're up to the 200 ARCs per day uh, freebie. Uh, and then on the 20, for the 23rd and the 24th, you get 400 arcs. And then finally, on the 25th of December, you get a whole 500 arcs, which will buy you something. A tattoo. <laughs> it buys more than a tattoo. <laughs> Shades, anybody? Two tattoos. Can you, can you get anything for 3,000 arcs? Oh, yeah, you can get... You can certainly get some decent ship skins for that. Have you done the sun skin? Is that what it adds up to? Oh, it is. Sorry, I've just read it. It is, yes. It adds up to 3,300 arcs. That's like a ship skin on sale. Mm. Well, actually, no, it depends on the ship skin. Sure, but like the premium ones that do go on sale, you know, the not everyday ones. Some of them are cheap, like 600 or something. Can we get a teapot? Ephesus is wanting. Pardon? A teapot? A teapot. We don't. There's not a teapot. There's not. A teapot. Not even chocolate what he, ones. What he's, what he's done there is he's confused you, Ben, and I understand because that happens quite a lot. It's easy. Yeah. And it, right. He's, he's obviously used the Britishness against us. <laughs> so moving on. <laughs> uh, right. So that's the, the basic. That is development news. Um, nothing new to nothing new to report. We did have the patch this the uh, last week. Um, Everything seems to... Nothing new has been sprung up from that. Although there is a lot of complaints about this. Um, the federal... You know, the authorities shooting on clear people. That seems to be quite uh, annoying or getting people's hackles uh, up. But, um, right. Community news. What has the community been up to? Well, we've had quite a lot, actually. Um We've had uh, a nice video with, from Stargoid, which you can find on uh, Twitter EX or whatever it is. Uh, and yeah, uh, he's been looking at the last year just quickly. Um, has anybody seen that one? Yes, I posted that. I thought it was, um, yeah, it's nice. It, it sort of has an odd beginning. For anyone that doesn't know Stargoid on Twitter, Stargoid um, 
plays the role of being a Thargoid. <laughs> In fact, if I understand his, his his video correctly, he's a Thargoid attached to the back of a commander's head. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. might, I might admit, right, okay. But it's a nice video. He He talks for a bit and then it cuts to a very nice music video that was worth shouting out. It's good. Excellent. Um, we also have uh, the T10 Spire Run, which was filmed and edited by Rosefine. Uh, I must admit, I've seen the the first fifteen minutes, well, first five minutes of this. It, it's really good. I didn't think you could do this in the T10. It's, it's brilliant. <laughs> what, what I like, what I found myself thinking of is, is how did you get that shot? How I kept seeing shots and thinking. You know, were they doing a Burr and Rini and getting someone else to film it, or or did they somehow manage to get all these shots? Because there's some good shots. There's things like stepping out of an elevator when the camera's already positioned in the in the the hangar, and it's like, hang on, how do you how do you get that shot? That's really cool. You'd have to film someone doing that. I think you do, don't you? It's good. Yeah, it's really good. And then can you do that kind of shot when you're um, you're the crew and? You got someone else flying the ship, or is it the old? Or we get a sidewinder, or we'll just shoot up through the, the windscreen? I don't know. I, I get the feeling it was it was filmed to a script. There was a, a pre-prepared script because it flows really nicely, and there's a yeah, it's really good, excellent bit of work. Yeah. Well, the next video that we we we'll, would like to talk about: Elite Dangerous Virus. How about now? Who won't put this one in? It's me. I put all of these in. It's a very <laughs> slick music video from Commander Reggit. That's all I'll say. It's yeah. It's just a super slick music video. Excellent. No, uh, Alec. This yes. this the secret extra buckyball bonus. There run. is bonus buckyball race. Yeah, I, I I don't know much about this because I'm going away. I'm bunking off Christmas and and going down to Devon, so I can't make this. Um, I described it last week. It's cool. It's a buckyball race around a whole bunch of systems that are named after all sorts of interesting real-life legends and myths and things that um, Michael Brooks wove into the galaxy. So it's it's good. It's got a nice background to it. And a lot of people are getting very excited about what ships they're going to use. But I am not, because I'm not taking part. <laughs> so there. Oh, time to, <laughs> to power up the regulation Cobra again, then. Right, and uh, also the elite racers are back. Yes, can I take this? Because this is really oh, good yes. news, actually. This is really good news. So we we often get people coming to Buckyball saying um, that they want to do live racing. You know, they want to go to a canyon and go hooning around a canyon with a bunch of folks. And we sort of don't do that in Buckyball. We do the time trials. Um, it means that anyone can play any time of the day, and you know, irrespective of time zones. So it suits us very much to do that kind of thing. The Elite Racers were the group who did the live in-game racing. Um, and they the Discord has remained, but they've petered out. Um, this have been very quiet for a few years. But um, they're kind of back. Tobias von Brandt has, has stepped up and said he really wants to get it running again. A lot of people really miss these sort of live in-game events. So um, he's kind of been holding off with the Buckyball Championship, but now that's over, he's going to start trying to run live in-game events, uh, kicking off this Saturday Ooh, cool. um, with uh, an event called Okinura Baby, which is going to run from 6pm to 8pm, I'm guessing in-game time, actually, maybe UK time. Does Discord always show you your local time? I think it's in-game time. <laughs> It depends um, with Discord. If you're doing it as an event, if it's like a Discord yes, it event, is the event. It, yeah. okay, it'll be your local time. 
Okay, so at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. UK time this Saturday, um, meeting up at the Okinura Orbis station. And it's the old absolute classic race where you start inside the station and then you zoom out through the mail slot and then you have to run around the back of the station, do a loop around the habitation ring, come back, do another loop around the habitation ring, zip in through the mail slot, do a flip, zip out through the mail slot. It's all that kind of zigging backwards and forwards around um, an Orbis station. Um, and it looks like there's quite good turnout. There's going to be, I reckon, a good half dozen at least people so far. So if anyone's interested in that, we'll have the link in the show notes. And it's they're basically running off a, a Discord now. So there's a, an Elite Races Discord. Um, sign up because this is the first attempt to kick live elite racing back into gear so um if you're into that sort of thing then go and show it some love and there will be more of it <laughs> excellent I'm, I'm i'm looking well hope oh no this saturday i'll be a, i'll mm. be a dipanto so no, i won't I be able to join it. <laughs> oh, dear the thing the things you do for christmas hey oh no right. you won't Oh, oh, oh yes. God. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh. As soon as I said the word panto, I was regretting it. Oh, no, I didn't. Yes. <laughs> anyway, right. Um, Commander Exorcist has now completed the finale in his fifth season of his Out There season uh, series. Um, I must admit, I gave this a good watch this this morning, and yeah, he's he's gone and certainly selected a lot of locations that on the planetary surfaces that are incredibly atmospheric. Um, even Burr, even the birds were commenting on how well he had he'd managed to get some of the uh, locations. So uh, if you want to if you want to see some um, advanced, you know, some of the prettier places in Elite Dangerous that is out there, then it's an excellent place to start. Uh, and Psychic. Hey, um, speaking of live races, um, we're doing one on Thursday. I know that's real short notice, but we're doing one on Thursday. Um, a little while ago, um, Kremen said, "Hey, do me, do me a, um, do, do, we'll do a race to um from our home system now." Um, and um, we have this joke where we take bio waste and we drop it off on um. Or at Kremen Station, which is the uh, Kremen's respite is in um, Colonia, and we have this ongoing joke where we will go to Kremen's respite, drop drop um, bio waste off, and then do it because um, reasons of um, shenanigans and such with. And um, we made the decision that um, we'd have a little race to see how many people could. But we're doing like a Le Mans style start, so we're all stood on the mezzanine la- level of the. Um, of the staircase in glass landing looking at the um the banner which has got the the time on it and when that time hits 11 30 we turn around we bollock to the lifts the first four people get in the lifts <laughs> <laughs> and then um and then we're gonna we're gonna race to colonia honestly the more the merrier at glass landing to interrupt people who are planning on racing getting to the lifts the more hilarious it will be um but there's there's a few of us going to be um, doing a, a lovely um, two two to three hour jaunt just to Colonia um, to deliver some bio waste to Kremen's respite on Thursday <laughs> Thursday over lunchtime and it'll be it'll be a lovely time it'll be a lovely time and um, I have everything crossed that I'm going to win I probably won't win. It's a pity you can't melee attack people in the station because you know punch up and millions <laughs> that might make it. 
the the biggest sabotage is going to be like um get whoever gets to the lifts and calls the list first that's going to be the thing that's that's the thing that i will get the most frustrated about throughout the whole endeavor i believe but um it it feels it feels like it's gonna be really fun and it's just a bit of a laugh (laughs) the chat room's going you can't punch people in the station (laughs) i mean you can certainly try yeah Uh, that's on the wish list, isn't it? <laughs> when one of the devs leaves, all of a sudden, uh, I'm giving the punch option. <laughs> yeah, so, right. Now, if you have a community event that's taking place soon, and you'd like us to talk about it next year, <laughs> so it's got to be sometime in the new year, you can tweet the crew at Radio or email us at info at com, and we will mention it. <laughs> So, moving on from there, we have the in-game events which have been happening this week. Um, I'm going to start with the shortest event first, because this is the only bit of Galnet news we've had this week, really. Um, Monday, the 18th of December, the Alliance has now lifted the quarantine for Thargoid abductees. Hmm. Anybody else got this horrible feeling of foreboding? Rains for Christmas. (laughs) <laughs> it's interesting timing isn't it because it's it's just just kind of before christmas if if folks are being released back into the community that might be carrying a virus or might be zombies or might be whatever then when is this all going to play out are we going to get something happening on thursday that's going to last over christmas or is it is it going to be a slightly slower burn sort of thing that uh, we won't we won't get the payoff until the new year it it it's it 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 leaves me kind of slightly I don't know unsure about what the what the what the timescale is for whatever this um this this storyline is going to be. Are we waiting for a um for a Thargoid call or something? Suddenly, there's a new mm. Thargoid sound heard on the um um waves or um throughout the galaxy, and suddenly all of these sleeper agents are activated. The wake in word. February. <laughs> or even worse, it's all Christmas Day. We're all sat down to eat the turkey and then someone says, brains. <laughs> no, no, we sit down to eat yeah. the turkey and then someone does a, um, a, a, what's his name from Alien? Starts having a bit of a fit on the kitchen table. <laughs> a spooky no, lot has actually said, no, it's more like Order 66. Pain, pain from Alien. <laughs> There'll be a Thargoid, Thargoid out there going, do it. Wow. Right. So, um, yeah, we shall. We wait to see whether or not it'll still be a safe Christmas and a ha- um, happy new year for us all. <laughs> well, considering they, lately things have been happening on updates, right? We don't really have an update and then several weeks later uh, content happens, right? So, yeah, I feel like we're safe <laughs> to tear down a wall. <laughs> yeah, this good. It's yeah. We yeah. It's just wait and see, I guess. So, um, but that's not the only thing that has been happening this week. We've had a Christmas event. So we've got to help Harksing's gifts reach recipients. I haven't actually had a chance to do this yet due to real life getting in the way. Um, Who has and who would like to take us through it? I can take you through it. It was really fun. I really enjoyed it. I love I love shit like this. It's really fun. Um I love it when they when Frontier do um do this nonsense. Um uh it's so 
it was um, a very, oh, what's the word? Is it loquacious? Is that when they talk a lot and have a big vocabulary? It was a very vocab, <laughs> me not being one of those people, but it was a very um, uh, full of many different, lang- um, many different um, potentially. Lots um, big and- words. He did lots of big words. He used big words when short words could have sufficed. Um, but um, there was um, a series of six messages that you got. And not only was it just a case of just visiting places this time, it was a case that you had to go and actually physically deliver the parcels. Have they done that before? Somebody let me yeah, know. Yes, it was the Sandra Cause thing. Last did year. we have to deliver stuff last year or did yes, we just visit exactly it? exactly the same thing. Pick up six Christmas yeah. presents, take them to six places. Was the code I- different? Yeah, yeah. I, the code on in each of the each of the messages, the code was slightly different. Um, there were a couple of different app. It, it was all all effectively substitution ciphers or shift ciphers, things like that. Relatively easy to work out either by using a website, um, making it yourself, making a way to decode it yourself, Ben, or using a pen and paper, Pete. Um, <laughs> go pen and paperwork. <laughs> Um, or just just using decode and um, doing it yourself because you didn't want to spend hours doing it on stream. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. There were a couple of different messages that went through. Um, uh, different folks who kind of famous people within the galaxy. Um, uh, and uh, it was just funny. It was funny and irreverent. And um, I highly recommend do- doing it because some of the some of the rewards that you get were really good. Really good, nice the awards. comments that the, the, the recipients gave back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no spoilers, really but I loved, I loved them. <laughs> the presents yeah, well, were all kind of unwanted, weren't they, in various amusing ways? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I did appreciate the one like, was like, don't ever contact me again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like just many horses, one for sure. Um, what unleashed he is this? Is it a statue, a robot? Doesn't look, oh my God, now it's singing. What a unique melody. I wonder if he's given me any instructions how to turn the bloody thing off. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. The, 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 those messages actually are the best payoff that, yeah. um, that you get. You get these little little sort of vignettes, which are rather sweet, I think. It was, it was really well done. Isn't that some form of torture, one of those Christmas ornaments that just there isn't enough switch? It just would be for me. Three dies. There is always an off switch. We have this habit um, of um, when when family members who have children, their children have birthdays or um, uh, have an event where they need to have a present, we tend to always get the kids something that make a lot of noise because we don't we don't have that. So I feel a kinship in Harold Harkin right now. So you're the one. Yeah, we're the one. <laughs> we're, we're those people. <laughs> Drums for kids. Yep. Alec? <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say that um, I, 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 other ex- other people's experiences may differ, but I recommend doing it in open. That was the most fun I had because all the various systems were um, were busy and I didn't get ganked once and there was lots of excellent banter and, and meeting up with people. So, yeah, do it in open if you dare because um, <laughs> I thought it was fun. Your experience may vary. <laughs> excellent. Um, yeah, and just to give a quick update on the Thargoid War, um, actually the Thargoids have turned a, went a little bit on the offensive last week. Um, they've managed to regain control of 10 systems, so they're now up to 298. Uh, we've managed to do, uh, successfully repel two invasions. 
Um, however, this week so far, we've only managed to block 11 of the 32 alerts, uh, which could mean that we could have up to 10 systems being invaded next week. And at this moment in time, only one of the two invasions have been repulsed. Chances are they probably will repulse this other one because it's at 62%, but um, you never know. Uh, even though the Maelstrom, the, the Tenaris Maelstrom is active, it's not created any new alerts. It's just sort of, right, that's it. It's kind of isolated. No new alerts are coming out from there. So and I, I need some clarification that, you know, once, once all it's been cleared around there that nothing new happens. But it does seem that it's just sat there bubbling away as it does. Is, is Terranus one of the ones that was fully cleared? Yes. But that was the one, yeah. Yeah, it's not putting out any new alerts. Everybody was thinking, right, okay, it's still going to put out 10 alerts every week, but none of the systems around it come under an alert. Perhaps it's sulking. <laughs> or they could be all still in recovery, so they're not available yet. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm looking there. Um, there are four recoveries around it right now, and that's it. Yeah, but even then, surely there'd be another six possible systems they could go for. Yeah, I think I had the wrong information. I had, or I'd mis- misunderstood it. That um, I thought the all the Titans had started producing more alerts after the most recent change, but I guess it's not this one. So something's different. Yeah. So again, we'll just have to wait and see how things pan out uh, on th- on the Thursday tick. <laughs> so um, it's that time of the week again. wonder who could have been singing that, Mr. J.M. Trax. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, yeah. Okay, we, we don't have anything new in the store this week, unfortunately. However, Twitch drops are available to anybody who's uh, watching someone who's streaming Elite. Um, these include the Snowfall Chestnut paint jobs, which will be uh, available until Thursday, the 11th of January. Um, so these are these are quite nice. Um, they're available, of course, for the usual Anaconda, Crate Phantom, Type 9, usual lot. <laughs> the thing I find slightly odd about this, actually, is that these are the ones that we got for free from Sandra Cora's last year. So if if we did the um, the same thing as the Harold Harksing one, but last year, you already have these. Oh, that's yeah. why I have them already. Well, it's bright. I don't have them. I like that Type 9 one. But you like anything on a Type 9. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you masochist, you. <laughs> well, Harold Harksing will be hearing from my lawyers in that case. 
However, um, there is also the Elite Partner Program exclusive Twitch drop. Well, so that's if if you are watching someone like oh, Psychic or, um, or someone us. else. Or, or live radio right now. <laughs> that's the thing. You could get hold of oh, the Snowfall oh. Chestnut. Yeah, Scorb as well. Yeah, the Snowfall Chestnut uh, skins. These are quite nice, sort of golden with uh, uh, with uh, snowflakes on them. They are nice. That we we had the um, the part of Pokemon had them last year in purple. I like them more for obvious reasons, but um, the gold's really nice. Yeah, surprisingly enough, this is for they've got it for the Diamondback Explorer, not the Asp Explorer. Normally, that's it. The Diamondback Explorer and the uh, uh, sorry, it's normally the Asp Explorer and the the Cobra Mark Three that these come for. So how many years do we need to wait until we've got a full set of Quality Street? <laughs> I mean, the green, it looked lovely in like the deep green. Didn't the, isn't the green somewhere on the store, though? I feel like I have a green in something that might have been a, um, a Elite, Dangerous, um, Elite Dangerous Stream exclusive. I think there's a green somewhere. I, I don't know. That, yeah. Green and yeah. snowflakes. I, I recall mm-hmm. that. Because it's red, uh, red and green, and the purple and the gold. So what what colours are we missing from the quality? This is really important, really clearly important with a lot of people here. What colours are we missing from the quality street at this point? Like a dark got blue? A, a cyan one? Yeah, we need the blues. I don't think we've got blues. Uh, Funnily enough, I have a box of quality street right here. <laughs> of course you do, Ben. Oh, I have no purposes. doubt. <laughs> it's empty. It is empty. But I do have... Uh, that doesn't make, that's not better, is it? Um, all right, you got gold, you got orangey, an orangey colour, you got a, a pinky red, you got a uh, reddy pink, purple, blue, a couple of greens, and then into a yellowy gold again. All for the colours of the rainbow. For our international listeners, we are looking at some sweets that are sold in the United I- Kingdom. I'm very much trying to put that together from context. Yeah. Then now in paper wrappers, we mean candy. <laughs> <laughs> so, hold on, does do you not get Quality Streets in America? Of course they don't. Uh, is that a brand? You don't no, get it's Macintosh. Yeah, you, you don't get good <laughs> good chocolate over in America. I am. It's, so it's sorry, like a America. big tin of assorted yeah. sweets that you only that you traditionally have at Christmas and the family yeah. share. Okay, so okay. I mean, it's, it's it's a box of a box of sweets with toffee, caramels, fudge, like strawberry cream or something like that, or fudge, um, caramels and nuts. You don't have anything like that in America. We have all kinds of of can- or, uh, sweets in America. Yeah. We just don't have anything with that particular name, so it just took me a little while to figure out what no, you were talking about candy. Like, you know, a, bo- a box of candy with a variety of chocolates in it. Celebrations uh, are similar to sure. It comes in like a cookie sure. box, in like a cookie tin, and yeah. then you, and then there's loads of different sweets in it, all in individually wrapped. And you're in 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 the UK, the, your grandma brings it to your house and presents it <laughs> ah. to the children, and then our teeth decay because we are British. Our teeth <laughs> decay, and then we don't have the correct um, healthcare. That just happens when we see the box, oh. though. Yeah, they, well, yeah, you just have to look oh. at the box to, to you just have it. to look at it. See, in, yeah. in America, we have uh, a toothbrush 
Everybody uh, has one, actually. You're gonna, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to help. What? Yeah, what's what's one of those? So it's like a it's like a stick. It's got some bristles on one end, and you use it to clean your mouth. Oh, it's like a charcoal. Oh my God. Some sort of cultural exchange. We'll send you some quality street. You send us some toothbrushes. You send me some biscuits. Like I'll send you some biscuits. <laughs> all of a sudden, I've got this feeling that he thinks that we're all living in Oliver Twist land for some reason. <laughs> Call blimey, Governor. Oh, no, blimey. <laughs> I live and breathe. <laughs> I, I was not going to make any teeth oh. jokes. I was committed to it, and then you guys started it. Ah, uh, dear. Oh. Right. We okay. can't have bald eagles dropping dead in our parks. What? No, I suppose you don't have that. <laughs> no, we don't like golden eagles. No, our, our eagles fall when fully haired, don't they? <laughs> oh. Our seagulls attack us and rip us fish and chips out of your hand. They do, they're little sods. <laughs> they're not exactly little when they're actually next to you. But anyway, let's, let's, let's move on from the chocolate-related shenanigans, I think. Um... <laughs> I think, just to let everybody calm down so they can all discuss in the background various forms of dental decay, um, we'll take a, a short break and we'll come back with our main discussion. Protecting settlements from villainous scum, it's Settlement Patrol Man. The action figure every child wants. Wearing the all-new Manticore Dominator suit with light-up jump assist thrusters. Press his backpack to hear Settlement Patrol Man speak. Not seen you around here before, Commander. Is that a Karma P-15 in your pocket, or are you just pleased to see me? Hey, don't point out at me. When the arm sound Settlement Patrol Man rides into action in his surface reconnaissance vehicle with pop-up turret and glow-in-the-dark wheel trims. Settlement Patrol Man. Surface reconnaissance vehicle and action figure sold separately. Available from branches of Lathe Toy Depot and other retailers. Microelectrode, ion battery, and circuit switch not included. Oi, how you doing, my brother? So you run some data, and you left your little sidey, and you're starting to think about maybe a ship that can punch a little bit harder. Well, the Killback, the one with the little flappy wings, is just what the doctor ordered. It is multi-crew enabled and is the smallest ship with a fighter bay, so you can point, and they will do your bidding. Ha! It's got three utility mounts, two small and two medium hard points, plus a whole batch of compartments. So if you want a bit of fun, grab a kill back, my son. Hey, Commanders, this is Mick from Crazy Mix Reptile Emporium and Warehouse. Due to a hysterical ordering mishap and not reading the fine print, I'm currently in possession of over 10,000 snakes, many of which are deadly, so everything must go. We have anacondas, asps, cobras, diamondbacks, fertilants, killback, crates, mambas, pythons, sidewinders and vipers, none of which are capable of space flight without being strapped to a rocket. Need a pet for your cockpit? Buy a snake! Need to scare your mother-in-law and give her a heart attack for the insurance money? Buy a snake! Need to fill a beluga full of snakes to assassinate a witness on their way to a federation courthouse? Buy many snakes! Bulk discounts are available at Crazy Mix Reptile Emporium and Warehouse. You can find us in the late business directory or visit us at the former site of Sensible Michael's Shipyard and Outfitting Warehouse. Will somebody get these mother snakes out of my mother warehouse? Dreams. Humanity's dreams. The hope to live among the stars. From early times, we've gazed up to the heavens and wondered if one day we could travel there. Maybe 
even live there. The Brewer Corporation has made this dream a reality. Constructing intricate cathedrals of metal, circling numerous planets across thousands of systems in our human bubble. Why stay rooted in a gravity well when you can be free in orbit? Free to dream, free to live, and one day to become a commander and be free to blaze your own trail. Brewer Corporation, the first step into the unknown. Come join us. Be free. Get ready. L-A-V-E Radio. And welcome back. Now, we've got everybody here um, to discuss, well, the entire year in review. You know, just a, a nice, small subject. Uh, see what their high points have been. Uh, and for those those of you who are guests, uh, you maybe would like to suggest what you hope to see next year, because we're probably going, going into that to a deep dive ourselves later. So, I think... Um, we'll start. We'll, we'll start with Commander Psykit, if you don't mind. Hi. What was your high point of the year? Um, quite literally, um, the spires. Like quite literally, the spires being a thing, and I think that's probably gonna gonna feature quite heavily in a lot of people's um people's thoughts. Um, it it's been it's been an interesting year in Elite. Because I have felt slightly more detached from it because I don't feel like I'm fully fully as engaged as maybe I once was with the um with the um Thargoid War. Because mm-hmm. I feel like to some extent a lot of it's been taken off my hands. So I do kind of enjoy um watching watching it from afar, but I did really love seeing the practic the practical um application of like a sphere of combat. Um, mm. In that you could do a lot of different things at the um, at the, at the spire site. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Alec, what about yourself? I have three kind of highlights of the year. Um, they're Ooh. sort of out of game, in game, but provided by Frontier, and in game provided by the community. Out of game, I really enjoyed the science museum event and even more ecm just meeting people is is always awesome and lovely and i can't wait for more of that um in game and provided by frontier i, I i'm sort of with psychic actually i was gonna say um finding the titans at the heart of the maelstrom that was good it was really good it was a really good reveal i think the titans didn't disappoint but ultimately by the time they appeared i was a bit bored of going there um so the spires went out because i've had so much fun at the spire sites and, and i think they were f- a fantastic environment that you can just have so much fun in um but more so i'd say in game from the community this year particularly has been really really special for me i think um it's been another great year of buckyball but also discovering ed co-pilot and the time trials in there and racing those and taking part in those and then at the end of the year you know, picking up on the elite dangerous adventures. Yeah. I've just really enjoyed that stuff. I think the the community has really picked up a notch and um it's been great. I've had 
such fun doing those things. ED Copilot. If I had to pick one, I would say the ED Copilot time trials. I've I've bloody loved those. Excellent. Uh, and finally, Ben, what's what's been your uh, highlight so far this year? My highlight in sort of following on with Thargo stuff, but I said, yeah, I love the spires, but I my favourite out of all the stuff we've been doing was the uh, when we had the big ground bases and doing stuff at them, um, especially those evenings when like. As you, you, me, you, and I, and maybe a few other folks doing stuff in, you know, especially if you're doing it in VR, um, and then just you know plugging in and just flying around cities, killing Thargoids was so much, so much fun. Yeah, I must admit, defending the ports, um, uh, the, the planetary ports in against Thargoids was, <laughs> it certainly was a highlight to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, let, let's move over. We'll say hello to JN Tracks. Oh, hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> so, what's, I mean, I know you've been Thargoid hunting quite a lot this year. I mean, what's been, what's been the highlight so far? You know, it's funny you say that because I actually feel like from a, from a Thargoid combat perspective, for me, it, it actually was prior to this year. The, the best the peak of Thargoid combat happened prior to the event of HIP 22460. Um, because after that, sure, there was tons of places to find Thargoids and all the big set pieces and stuff like the Titans and the Spire sites, which are very cool in their own way. But um, so, you know, that's, I guess this is basically a year ago, right? Or has it been, has it been it's longer been more than, a than a year? Before. More than a year, yeah. Yeah. It's, so, it's one of the things, yeah, yeah go on. No, that's right. I yeah. So I, I kind of, I mean, we still do a bit of Thargoid combat here and there, but then then again, for a while, all the invasions were gone, and now maybe some of them are coming back and things like that. So I don't know. I've been I've been rather spread out. I I got let's see in so in this year, I don't know. I finally figured out how to build ships with enhanced performance thrusters correctly to correctly utilize them. So I just, for some reason, have this unending interest in really detailed shipbuilding, and that hasn't changed at all. So um, little 700 meters a second fighters that can take down much, much larger ships and stuff, some of that has been the most fun things. And um, we set up events where we basically, everybody has to fly a tiny ship, and um, we do massive combat furballs and stuff like that. Um, So that's sort of been bigger, you know, and I, I have done plenty of spire site stuff and thargoid titan stuff just to see what it's like really really cool set pieces but it it hasn't held my attention as much as just going oh all right well let's just go back to the the rest of the game is still there after all and um so it's kind of for uh, for a little bit i guess it it took I, i guess what i remember is this reminder that the rest of the game is still there and even if i'm not totally jammed about fighting Thargoids or there are no invasions right now or something. It's like, okay, this all still exists and is still running. Um, which I do find myself having to repeat sometimes to people who, what's the comment that every time an update comes out, all it has is Thargoid content in it, but yeah, no, nothing's being subtracted. No, that's, that's the game still true. rules. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> right, so um, going forward in the next year, what would you actually like to see them do or put in? Me personally, yeah, just because I have something for this. <laughs> I, <laughs> <Do> you know, <laughs> leash. I really, I mean, if you'd asked me, uh, you know, 
at the beginning of this year, I would have said, I wish the, the Thargoid combat to do with the war was a little bit higher difficulty because it's all of those, like the, the planetary port defense and all that stuff. It's very cool, but there's like pretty much only Cyclops is there. So it's, it's sort of beginner friendly and that's fine. That has its place. Um, but I don't think that's going to change either. And I can go fight Hydras if I want to. They still exist. So what I, what I, here's what I really want. I really want this Guardian AI salvation thing to pay off. I really want the Guardians to awaken, except they're somehow merged with salvation, and he's like a third actor, and then we have to team up with the Thargoids. That's my, that's my Christmas list. I want to fight wow. in a conflict zone against Guardians where the Thargoids are on our team for some reason and I don't know how they'd work that out but that'd be go- that'd be awesome. A great way to that'd be the last event of the game, right? And then they can close it down. I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping they don't close it down, but <laughs> No, you know what I mean. But that right. So, right. I'm hoping they don't close it down, of course, but if they did that, I'd be like, "Aha. Tied it with a bow." And if it had to close down, I wouldn't cry that much. <laughs> Chef's kiss for the right. for the, the salvation mech warrior, is the it? Salvation, right. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, saga or whatever. Excellent, thanks, um, yeah. Scorb. Welcome back. Well, thank you. So, I mean, apart from doing some fantastic videos this year, I mean, what has been? Have you had a, a highlight of the uh, of the contents this year? Uh well, actually, yeah, the um, I, t- I completely forgotten about, but not in a a bad way, like it was boring or anything. But but yeah, the science museum thing, I'd forgotten all about that. Um, it's like that was so good, like uh, showing the game to people who perhaps never even seen it before, and they were playing it in in this great place that the, the the London Science Museum, and they were playing it in VR as well. They had the option of playing it in VR. And I got to talk to some really, really enthusiastic strangers who just loved science and loved the game. And they were blown away by the depth of it, like the, the fact that it was like, what, what do you mean? It's what it's a one-to-one recreation of the Milky Way. No. And then the fact that you could fly anywhere. See all those dots? Yeah, you can go to any one of those. Really? I thought it was a game. Yeah. No, it's not. No, yeah. And I got to chat to them, and that was fantastic. And and yeah, just like Alex saying, the um the meetups as well. The fact that we had ECM, that was fantastic. And then we had PitCon as well. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, to say that I have missed you guys doesn't even come close to how I, how I miss this community. It's been, like, it's been emotional. Um, as far, yes, did a lot of work on videos. Uh, I did actually manage to put a, a video out fairly quickly, just a little, a, a little uh, goofy one. Um, but yeah, so things to look forward to for next year. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't do Thargoid conflicts and stuff like that. So all this stuff about the Thargoids. I, I'm also in the camp that, um, you know, yeah, it doesn't take anything away from the game. And I'm not going to take away anybody's fun. I don't particularly enjoy Thargoid conflicts, but you go at it. You have fun. That's fantastic. I'm glad that, that that's happening. I would like to see some stuff happening with the rest of the game to kind of keep it fresh. But that's beside the point. Like the Thargoid stuff is really fun, and it get, we get some great visuals. Um, as for next year, I really, really want Frontier to be doing well. I want them to get past this difficulty that they're going through. 
and uh, I, I wish everybody the best. I do have a long, long list of things I'd like to see, <laughs> but I don't think it's the right place to go through that <laughs> for me, not personally, because it's so massive. Um, yes. But that's just because I care so much about the game and because I really want it to be... I want it to be like... Um, oh, dear, that went bang. Oh, no. Like EVE Online, right, where that's a 20-year-old game. There is nothing to stop Elite Dangerous for being a 20, 25, 30-year-old game when that comes, if they can keep the momentum going and keep it fresh. And that will keep players coming in, and it will make everybody happy, and it will keep this uniquely wonderful experience that we have that isn't like anything else. It's not like a, a, a normal shooter or a normal space game. It's Elite. It's completely different from everything else in the world. So I'm, I'll be really happy if that can keep going for another another 10 years at least. But I really want Frontier to be in the place where they can make that happen. There you go. There's my bit. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for that. Uh, we'll move over, uh, I don't know, Commander Beetlejude. How have you been, Jude? Hello. I'm all right. Thank you. Yeah. So um, apart from some fantastic uh, pictures that we've seen this year, um, what's been your highlight? Um, I was thinking about this because I was thinking, well, is it the spires? Because the spires are beautiful. They are wonderful. And they're really atmospheric and you go into them. I was thinking, I was finding the, the getting into the maelstroms and then the first experience of being thrown back by the pulse. That's and, and, and finally seeing the enormous titan within the centre of it. That was that was pretty inspiring. But I think, you know, when you made the unclassified relics, mm. they were really fun. <laughs> No, that's really tedious, isn't it? But I liked it. It throws your SRV in the air. It makes them go all green. <laughs> that was, was that funny. this year? I don't know. I'm not sure yes. now. I think it was. It must yes, have been. I, yeah. That was yeah, great it, fun. It and was. the 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 Titan stuff and the and the Spire stuff. That's really hard. It's really tested my abilities. It's I've had to learn new stuff. I've started to be more confident shooting at Thargoids, and I suppose that's different this year. But I don't know. I, I yeah, it's still really on the periphery of what I'm capable of, to be honest. I like it though. It's good. There's loads new in the game this year, actually. If you like Thargoids, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what you're hoping for next year then? Uh, <laughs> it's really dull. Uh, I, I quite like the idea of there being a big old shake-up in power play and all of the all of the Federation and the Empire losing their leaders and there being all big turmoil and and. I don't know what they're going to do. What physically would, how would that impact a player though? Apart from different stories, don't know really. Actually, maybe that's really dull. No, I think. I, I it'd think. Be, uh, would it be different I, for you? Because our play would definitely be a. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I, 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 I want to see some sort of resolution to the, uh, like, like Scott was saying about the, uh, the. Uh, actually, that wasn't was it? it was it was it was giant tax. It was about. Uh, about the uh, the the Guardian AI salvation, you whatnot. That that's obviously going to be, you know, somewhere in there, isn't it? Because they've been muttering about it. But yeah, I want to see what happens with the, you know, the big the big mega powers because they're all due to change hands, aren't they? Okay. Um. Oh, that's that. Yeah, because all the elections have now happened and. Well, they're make, they're dropping hints for the emperor to <clears throat> procreate. 
<laughs> that's, that's a horrible image that just popped into my head, even though she, I am part of a power play faction. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> so, at this point, I would like to introduce, and I hope he's listening, uh, we have Kinetic Impulsor, otherwise known as Tony from the Guard Frequency. Are you there? Hello. How you doing, guys? Hello. Welcome. Um, <laughs> we have got... Um, uh, Jay and Trax here from, uh, from like yourself over uh, over in the states, uh, and the rest of us. Well, I'm afraid it's all us dental dental deficient Brits. Oh I'm my afraid. god! <laughs> We're not going to start that one again, honest. But um, yeah. So uh, I, I'm going round everybody in, in the crew, just asking them what has been their their highlight for Elite Dangerous this year, and what they're hoping for in the future. So it seems to be a good point to bring you in sure uh i i've been kind of listening to the last uh, few minutes and uh wh- whoever said that the titan thing that's yes completely agree uh everything that the whole stepping out of your spaceship onto a barren rocky world you know the neil armstrong moment everything that they were hoping for for that and didn't really happen the titan was that that was it was difficult to get into it was spooky when you were in there and when you finally like saw the thing coming out of the mist and stuff and how big it was, yeah, that was a good video game moment, right? There's, you know, everyone everyone can maybe remember a few like whoa, video game moments and that was that goes into my list of those. So that was uh that was really really well done, uh, I think. Um and as far as next year, I'm also going to echo those people that say, I hope it's still working. That my my hope for for 2024 is that they keep the lights on, and that they that they like like I said keep keep it just keep it keep the fires burning until something good happens, uh, because they've yeah it might be old spaghetti code yeah it might be kind of uh, difficult to maintain might have lost a lot of people with important uh, you know knowledge, but the the whole thing is unique. There is nothing like it. And there's a community that's ready to fill in the blanks and ready to keep it going until something good comes along. Um, and I and I hope that they, they recognize that and that a couple hundred thousand guinea quids worth of ARC sales per year uh, is enough for them to justify keeping the lights on. Excellent. Okay, th- uh, thanks for that. Uh, welcome aboard. Uh, right, well, I guess that leaves Pete. Hello. Yes, yes. Uh, Hello, Pete. <laughs> just wait until everybody else has sort of said all the obvious things. Um, so, so yeah, we, we began the year um, fighting the Thargoids. Um, it's, I mean, the, the, the war has been going on for about a, about a year now, hasn't it? Um, then we got into the Maelstroms little by little, piece by piece, with different bits of technology. Probably the thing that I least liked about that was trying to unlock the caustic sink launchers which meant you had to go and get your ship really badly caustically damaged in order to earn the things to allow you to equip it with the things that stopped it from then getting damaged by the caustic sort of cloud so that was that was a bit horrid uh, it it took me a long time to do that it's it, it's one of one of the features i'm i'm finding is that there is there is this year um more than any other year it's a single stream of things happening yes it is all thargoid stuff it's it's getting into the maelstroms first 
then the spirocytes. The, the other things that have been happening, um, largely to do with elections, largely to do with the, the empire and the relationship between the alliance and Sirius, have not really been doing very much in the game. They're more kind of background story. Um, they do seem to be building up to something, and, and perhaps, um, uh, who, who was it? Was it Jude? Um, said that perhaps uh, sort of something happening to power play next year, perhaps integrating power play into the BGS and into the superpowers, perhaps that might happen. Um, it would be quite interesting if it did, and that would certainly be something that was different from the Thargoid developments. Um, and anyway, after after getting in, yes, yes, looking at the, the maelstroms, that was great. Then we had these little little barnacle matrix sites, and then they grew up into, in, 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 into big spires. And actually, again, I, I, I'm probably going to say that that might be my favorite part of what happened this year. Um, because that's really the first time that we have properly integrated or properly seen integrated missions which require the use of on foot and SRV and ship all to achieve the same um, the same missions that we take from the rescue ships, which you know is is a big step forward. I think I think um, I think the Odyssey content has been quite separate from the in ship content up till now that's changed with with these uh contaminate the spire site missions uh, even though they're still kind of quite difficult to collect the things jude has been helping me she's been getting all the difficult stuff um from underneath the mega barnacles um and i've been filming from a distance safely um so, so all all of those things. There were other things as well. There, 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 there was. Um, I, I really like the size, and I don't know if you remember the Dedicant megaship um, and how the sides were introduced, stealing all the souls from the Dedicant. All the people then, from the from the Dedicant, yes. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was nice. Glaives less so. Gla- glaives are just too difficult for me. Um, if, yeah. And, and, and it's not that the, it's not that they're difficult to fight, but you've got to be equipped to fight them. And if you're mm. going into Thargoid space to do something else, then the glaives just become a nuisance. They just stop you from doing the thing you were trying to do, um, which I find a little bit a little bit annoying. Um, um, uh, anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going on a bit. Um, looking at next year, the, there are the two things. So there's poten- potentially something happening as a result of the emperor's mother being ill and the federal elections, which for some reason have been dragged out and dragged out. They were supposed to happen um, the middle of this year. They eventually happened towards the end of the year. And then for some reason in an American style, um, they elect the president one year and then, and then sort of put them into office about a year later. Um, that's that seems to be um, seems to be what's happening with with the federation. So so that's one thing. Uh, something to do with um, with salvation. Clearly, um, that there have been so many signals that salvation isn't dead. Salvation is coming back in some way. The fact that he his consciousness is supposed to be in Guardian stuff in Guardian sort of databases somewhere that does rather suggest that that um perhaps he may find a way to harness the technology in a, in a you know like like Rantar did a little bit of this of bringing in Guardian technology perhaps perhaps salvation can can sort of go the whole hog and get us some some sort of Guardian spaceships to fight the the Thargoids or 
as Jan Trax said, perhaps we'll find ourselves sandwiched in between Thargoids fighting from one side and Guardians fighting from another. Perhaps, perhaps the Guardians really are just another sort of Thargoid. Um, that you know, kind of, they're they're all all going to come and come and kind of clobber us from from either side, or perhaps just fight a war and we're just inconveniently in the middle. Uh, so so. There's lots of places mm. the story could go. I'm just, I'm just sort of, I'm just hoping that the, the the cadence of putting new stuff into game is kind of like every couple of months we get a new thing. So it's fairly sedate, and that's deliberate. It's so that people who are putting down the game and going and playing something else can come back and still keep up with the story and with the new developments. Um, but as long as they keep doing that, I'm I'm going to be reasonably happy for next year. I think. Excellent. Uh, Jan Trax. Uh, yeah. Um, and I'm glad Peter got to go last and clean up <laughs> with all the insightful stuff. No, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like I came off saying it's okay to shut this game down now, but like, no, I, I love the game. I do want it to keep going. Um, I'm kind of joking about that, but it makes the hearing everybody else's comments and stuff. It does make me think like, yes, the, the cadence especially and all this stuff um keeping it going that means i guess on my list of things i'd like to see is um let's start turning the crank on that money making machine that is arcs right because like fleet carriers are how old and there is there's like no interior skins that can be bought there's just so many things like there's all this stuff to decorate your desk in the room and everything everything that players are talking about pretty much nonstop that they would love to spend arcs on um, is, is right there. Um, on our show, so, we typically give them three to four great ideas every week. I mean, I'd, I'd like, I'd like <laughs> right. one of them, one of them, anyone pick one. Objectively yeah. good ideas. Can we just like put right. a caveat and say it's subjectively <laughs> good and not necessarily good, only good in your eyes. Yeah, no, it's, they're objectively like any, like, like any game could take these ideas and make just millions of dollars with them or pounds. I mean, how hard could it way. be? How hard hey. you, just you just have to code it. You just have to program it. Just have somebody program the buttons, and it's done. Right? It's so easy. So if if we if we presume that there's it's a little bit skeleton crew there for a while, like let's just focus on that and let's keep it going. Let's ride the thing for a minute. Ride it out until we get back on track, right? And then there's still there's still profitability there. So it hopefully will all work from a business perspective. And then you know I've had more fun with this. You know, fun per dollar, fun fun per pound. Um, nothing in my whole life quick. has, or what? Yeah, whichever unit. Nothing in my whole life has ever entertained me this much, as far as games are concerned. Um, you know, fun per pound, fun per dollar. So, anyway, cool. Scob, uh, I just wanted to say that unlike JN Tracks, I do not want the game shut down. No, that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, was, I was actually thinking about, uh, like, so, you know, so uh, Salvation, he did this whole thing with the Proteus Wave and will destroy the Thargoids. And do you trust anything made with anything that he puts nope. together after Absolutely that? Absolutely the fuck not. No, I do not. No. I have made spaceships to help you to fight the Thargoids. No, get them away. They're going to kill. <laughs> the, the insides are made of spikes and knives. So, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but as well, um, uh, Jane Tracks did actually make a fantastic point, even in light of his previous faux pas. Uh, the, and now uh, I don't trust you. 
<laughs> but the whole thing about quite rightly frontier shouldn't be afraid to make money they're a company they have a product that costs money to run ramp it up ramp it up we don't mind paying and you know what if we don't like it we won't buy that thing just put it out just put it out we're paying for a service to keep running and for development costs to keep going and if it's seen by the board as not being a very profitable game well that's on them we're here like we have money we, we have I have some money in my hand. Like, we want to keep playing. Can, 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 can I give you some money, please? Oh, but then we don't want to, to charge them money. They might not like us anymore. Here is my... You get the point. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, that, that's what I yeah. have to say about this. And I do apologize for making you the butt of the chip. <laughs> oh, how terribly polite. Alec? Yeah, on the, on the fleet carrier arcs cosmetics things, I was thinking... Even even if you haven't got the resources to create new assets like carpets or or, or whatever, I don't know. Um, I think people would buy to have you know you know all the existing uh, bobbleheads we've got. We've got plants and we've got little. We've obviously got letters of the alphabet and we've got sort of bobbleheads and little wobbling spaceships and things. Wouldn't you? Hey, just uh, scatter a few of those around the desk in your ready room, even. I mean the exact same assets. Oh yeah, string I lights think you would, wouldn't you? You just would scatter cushions. Just well, give me fairy lights sure. everywhere. You could make scatter cushions, but what I'm saying is, even if they didn't have anyone around to create new assets, you could take the existing yep. assets and literally just plonk them on the table in the ready room and charge someone. How hard could it be? Two thousand. I'm trying to <laughs> avoid saying that price in one show, but it's but all right. Seriously. I'm just doing it for you, Alec. It's not for me. <laughs> I'll leave it hanging in the air. It is right there, isn't it? <laughs> models yeah, of my existing ship skins that I can put on my desk already made. I'd love that. I'd really sure, love that. Sure, why not? Yeah, a little miniature ship. Oh my god, No, but we have them with bobbleheads. We have like mini ships with bobbleheads, so why would yeah. that? Sure. Yeah. It, they just put the model in a different spot. It doesn't even have to wobble. We're all right with that. <laughs> Every planet coaster asset they will put it inside your <laughs> my no right okay <laughs> dinosaurs that's a lot <laughs> where's my where are my dinosaurs <laughs> where are my dinosaurs in my fleet carrier why they're do all i look the, at them? they're on the flight deck <laughs> first your sudden but inevitable betrayal all of you <laughs> <laughs> see it needs to happen next you'll be asking for us to have like these long brown coats or something <laughs> Well, now you say that. Yeah, I know. So, Princess Ashling throw cushions, says Ben. <laughs> body pillow, body pillow. I'll be you got to have the body pillow. Ew. Unfortunately, yeah, that's what that would be the big seller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want my blue-haired princess on my wall. If it keeps the light on, you can have the blue-haired princess anywhere. Benar. No. That's what. That's, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nah. I can't believe you ruined mm. yourself in there. I really can't believe you I did was like, that. I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. <laughs> it is a good point, though, isn't it? That um, Elite is only ever going to be a successful game if it makes money. At the moment, ARCs is the only way to make money. This is not an original thought that I'm just about to say, but one of the things that I know was in some of the builds and we never we never saw it come to come to fruition was mission packs um mm. if you remember a f- fully voiced mission packs uh with people like ramsar kind of giving you a mission sending you off to do something and uh having 
all of that built into the game so that it would it would work as a, a, a seamless experience. And obviously, we have community created ones like Elite Dangereuse have have very kindly done for us. Um, but wouldn't it be lovely if you could sort of spend a couple of quid buying a mission pack and then go and do a mission? Which would just be for you, and you could you could you could kind of experience a, a storyline within the world of Elite Dangerous. Um, I yeah, don't know how difficult it would be, but uh, it, they clearly yeah. did look at it. I know. I think the only problem that I have with that is that it's it's a danger of turning the whole experience from a sandbox into a, into a theme park. Optionally, um, yes. yeah, it's, it's just. Um, I don't know. People's if, if it gives a certain kind of reward for completing that mission, then people will just farm that mission again and again and again and like again. Barbary. Well, Barbary's got a bit <laughs> more of, a, of a, a difference to it, but I do take your point about the uh, uh, the actual rewards you get from that because people don't take part in power play for that. Can I just for a moment? Just appreciate that zinger that Pete just used then. That was absolutely beautiful, and I want to thank you for it. Like power play. Jeff's kiss. Tony, do you want to come in there? Yeah, I I think we need to take a, a, a closer look at that whole mission dynamic because one of the things that's hard in Elite and has always been, but it's gotten better over the years, is getting people into it and the learning curve or learning cliff. Uh, as as we've described it a few times, uh, that uh, is it presents itself to the new player. Having fully voiced missions that kind of hold your hand a little bit would be an, an ideal way to say, have a piece of theme park, learn the ropes with these missions, and then if you find a bit of the mission that you enjoy doing, you can do that over and over and over again out there in the sandbox. You know, if if the mission is, you know, go blow up an asteroid to get a, a precious goodie from the middle of it, take it back to Ram Ta, well, hey, there's your introduction to asteroid mining. Um, you know, having a, a, a pack of missions like that could be lucrative if you sold them one at a time, and also a way for people to point to, you know, point new players towards something that they can use to learn the game. And then all you have to do then is make it so you can gift those like you used to could before arcs oh, yeah. and oh, then man. problem solved. So I get some, I mean, I've bought probably five copies of elite dangerous for other people. And then they get in and they play for a little while. Then they leave it because ah, it's too hard. I'm like, you're going to be my friend. You're going to be my wingman. <laughs> but no, but if, but you know, you get somebody in and then you say, here's a $5 mission pack. This will teach you the basics, basics of bounty hunting. Here's a $5 mission pack. This will teach you the basics of mining. Um, you know, that's, again, there's a there's a pile of people, dedicated players, who are, as the comments were made, here is our money. Please find a way to take it from us. This would be not only a way to take it from us, but also maybe convert some new cultists to our cause. <laughs> One of us. One <laughs> of us. One yes, of we said it does get around the the, the issue because, like, you have to admit that the way that the funding works at the moment is an attrition based system. So you get you get lots of new players, and you, they pay their upfront costs. The longer you play, actually, you're actually taking more out of the game than than you put in originally. Let us give you money to keep that going, so we're not actually sponging off all the other new players. It's like. 
because they'll join, they'll play for a bit, and then they'll leave, like you were saying, because the skill cliff is, is pretty high. The ones who stick around, they join us. But the but for all those who paid their um, thirty, how much is it now? Because I think it's not that expensive. Twenty quid. Anymore. Yeah. So so even that, even that. Oh, guys, come on! <laughs> too cheap for what we get. Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, I, I, I want from to have more money. I just want them. To- yeah, I, I I I agree with that. But however, I, I think it, it is a case where, um, well, elite is going to be a ten-year-old game. It then, as we were saying earlier, that the alpha came out ten years ago this week, and uh, yeah, I must I must admit it's that's going back memory lane and making me feel incredibly ancient. And in two thousand three, um, I started playing Eve Online, and that's still going. Yeah, but how many times has the uh, the client been updated on that? It's, it has, isn't it? Mm. They keep it fresh. But the gameplay, it's still spreadsheets in space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever get away from spreadsheets in space <laughs> in that one. But that's what they like. That's what they like. But they kept the engine fresh. They've, uh, they've got the, um, the ship models always get updated. We've already had that with Odyssey. Well, all the ships got a lick of paint. Oh, they did. Yeah, it looks quite. It looks nice. So they could just keep doing that. Just I hate the word just. They could keep doing that and and keep it fresh for another ten years. Add more to the game. Keep keep the service going. Keep find ways of billing us for stuff. We'll find ways of paying them. For- hey, what would you guys think to um, the fact that the you know not not brand new ships, but ships. Uh, well, actually, yeah, I do mean brand new ships. Sh- uh, brand new ships for arcs. But put it this way, there aren't any Ugh. big, no, you know, not a win em all. You know, I was already going to uh, comment, like, the mission packs thing is fairly, that's a fairly traditional MMO model. But it is yeah. a huge departure from Elite. Um, now, saying, like, buy, buy ships um, is, I think that's way over the line. But mm-hmm. mission packs is a little is a little iffy for me. I'm, I was sort of being quiet, trying to be convinced. But I I wonder, um, I wonder about that. I don't know. It's a big departure. Both of these are kind of a big departure. I think as long as you don't get material rewards, like some kind of unique right. reward when you buy your mission pack. I think as long as you don't get that, then it can never be paid to win. It's always going to be, well, here's just some extra content. Go go out, have at it. If if you want this kind of experience with these characters, there you go. You can have this, full voice. You're paying for the voice stuff and uh, you know the curated uh, uh, experience. But you know, it's just, you can yeah. get the same exact things doing anything else in the game, but we've made this for you so you can go enjoy it. I think if mm. it's ships... That's a big no-no. That's stepping into other territory, which I don't think Elite Dangerous wants to go in. Yeah, but I'm, I would like us to have more ships. And, and yeah, and it doesn't matter what role they. Let, let's let's have more ships. Like how how many estate cars are there? Lots of them. There's still lots of them. Can we have more to just add that personality, that dynamic, that little bit of different? Just just a not just everyone's in a crate or a python or a, an anaconda. Yeah, I mean, I must admit that's what I was hoping for with the um, oh, what the Mamba. I was hoping that the Mamba would be the equivalent of the, the FDL, so that you know people could fly more than FDLs if they were doing PvP. But um, they can, yeah. and the Mamba's perfect. <laughs> here, here. I I found it. It didn't turn fast enough. Well, no, but that's no, of course, no. Yeah, don't. 
It goes really fast in one direction. It's perfect. And it's tough. Fly better, Colin. And it's pretty. <laughs> oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> oh, we will admit it's pretty. Yeah. And it's got that huge cannon that comes out the top and you feel oh, like, I've got, right I've got next to your head, head so you can really oh, yeah. hear it. So you good. Can feel the bass. <laughs> but I do want to talk about the the rewards thing because uh, we the, the folks on our show, one game that we kind of all have in common was Star Trek Online. And uh, back in the day, people could make missions for it and in a tool called the Foundry. So players could make user-generated content. You'd play through a mission and you'd get a little reward at the end of it. Their, their time currency called Dilithium. So there was, uh, there was every incentive to game that system so that you would like show up for five seconds and then get the reward, which was basically designed for 30, to, 30 minutes to an hour of gameplay. So they had to put, it became kind of a, uh, you know, a whack-a-mole or you know, a warhead versus armor situation where they would make a change, somebody would get around it, they'd make a change, somebody would get around it. They can avoid that entire thing by doing what was suggested. Just make it, uh, the reward is the game itself. The reward is the content itself. Uh, that is, you can't do this in Elite without these packs. Without these packs, it's just a sandbox. With these packs, you get a curated experience. If that's what you want, five bucks. It's like buying the comic book. Uh, it, you can go see the movie, but if you want to know more, you have to buy the comic book that uh, that tells you the prequel story too. You know, you get you just get more out of it. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm just th- I'm just thinking, what? How much would you guys pay for Frontier to rewrite ED and Odyssey, obviously, and Horizons and Beyond and all that? Rewrite everything in Unreal Engine five three. Take my money. Yeah, thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I would still have pay gotten more fun out of it. I'll pay Cheers, lads. Take, take, take Thanks, lads. Appreciate, appreciate it. <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking the newest versions of Unreal look amazing. They should be able to scale for Elite. We'd they be make given VR the, easier. Uh, they make mm. exactly. It makes the does the VR stuff. It's also got all of the latest rendering techniques and things. Yeah. So, so yeah. modern hardware is not going to be as upset with it. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'd imagine more people probably know Unreal than Cobra. Now, I'm not yeah. not even remotely pretending this is an easy job to do. Are you, <laughs> yeah. So wait a second, Ben. Are you, are you not saying how hard can it be? Just to clarify. Yeah, I am 100 not saying that. Let's just yeah. somebody... there. It'll be fine. Yeah. No, speaking of someone who's engine, from... do not pay for engines. Yeah. yeah, me and Scob were discussing this earlier, and I'm there going, "You think you could rewrite that in two years? No, you mm. you must I, be I, joking." You could get to Alpha in two years. Yeah, I'll Alpha. wait. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> just thinking the. Doing it. We'll yeah, and you know, you use it as an opportunity to increase the level of details and put. I, I would I would be begging them. I'd be offering sexual favors, and they'd be refusing them. For them oh, to, uh, for them to, you know, use this as an opportunity to also give us interiors and ships, and you know, as as we were saying with nanite, you've got the whole going from like sub millimeter up to size of a galaxy. Yeah, auto LODs. Yeah, and that would be so cool. Just running, I would, I, I would pay so much money for the ability to run around my Cobra. I don't even give a shit if I don't have anything to do with it. I want stuff to do in it, but you know, I my God, I would I would love to explore my Cobra. And then of course you'd get your 
prin- purple princess Ashling Duval bedsheets. <laughs> Lovely. That's where this is going. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't want to see where it's going, to be honest. <laughs> Let's just leave it there. There's no boxes of tissues in the cockpit this oh, time. We oh, we cheers. Oh, cheers. Zero 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 that makes, would that explain your your um oh, your suit size? Oh my god! That various yogurt cultures on your on your suits. Okay, gentlemen, let's move on to Jane and tracks before we really get grossed out. It's hard to reel in my group. Jeez. Rusty. <laughs> okay. You know how uh, Matthew Mercer has real trouble sometimes in Critical Role. He's got nothing on this lot. Apparently not. <laughs> JN tracks. Um, so somebody said mission creation tool, and that's really interesting for keeping a game going for a long time. I'm not sure it if sure I have like was. a lot to say about it, but like that is that is a humongous thing. And I, I do worry a little bit about the rewards because you know, missions in this game do provide like material rewards. So I don't know if there'd be bounds with which you could control that so people can't just make their own missions that pay out five you know biotech conductors or whatever but for the sake of doing something that's fun just for like the the story-based stuff um having tools like that i mean i i played x-wing when i was a kid and eventually i can't remember which version but or which sequel had mission creation tools and then we watched um, alliance alliance yeah yeah and 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 then we watch um Star Wars squadrons come and make a pretty good, pretty good, you know, $20 game and absolutely fumble the ball at the end by not putting in a mission creation tool, which would have made that a 15 year long game right there. That would have been it. Mission creation tool, job done. But instead they just put it, they put in, you know, multiplayer lobbies and then walked away. Would it be okay and if I gave you over. a brief oral history of what happened in Star Trek Online? <laughs> Is that okay? Because it's, 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 it's an instructive thing. The, Star Trek Online was uh, developed by Cryptic Studios, who started out as an independent studio. Then they were bought out by Atari, and then Atari stopped spending money on them. And for a couple of years, there was nothing to do in Star Trek Online except Foundry missions. And even after they got uh, bought out again by Perfect World and went free-to-play and more money invested in it and all that kind of stuff, between times, there was still Foundry missions. <laughs> That really just kept things going for a long, long time. And, and yeah, it, it can breathe life into a game or keep one on life support while better things come along. Yeah, I think the only, the, the only problem that I've, 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 I've seen with mission, um, mission builders is that um, normally they spend a lot of time checking to make sure they don't break any rules. Well, yeah, that, <laughs> that was always a problem. But, I mean, they had a pretty airtight... Uh, uh, Eula, and basically things got pulled as soon as there was any complaint about anything. So it was more like a uh, don't generate any complaints, or else you're getting yanked off there, off the uh, off the foundry. Uh, one, one other quick thing, uh, uh, to Unreal Engine, uh, you think you think uh, uh, charging for spaceships is against uh, their code of uh, paying for uh, engine licenses is against FDev's code. They're, they own an engine, never. Yeah. Yeah, they're never, they? ever going to do it. 
it's 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 co- it's Cobra or bust. Uh, but that's about it. Well, yeah, lovely, Alec. Yeah, you in um, there? Well, everyone laughs at yogurt for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really want to follow that, but um, there you go. Um, yeah, mission creation. I mean, it's a nice idea, but there's, there's just a huge moderation issue with it. I mean, Frontier won't even let us write galnets these days because they had to spend so much time reading all the hundreds of submissions, and so so with mission creation, I kind of feel like the out of game solution that Elite Dangerous is doing is is maybe the a good way to go with that because then you don't have to worry about moderation. Um and Frontier don't have to do shitloads of work every week to translate it into a hundred different languages and, and make sure that it's doesn't contain, you know, racist whatever. Um so I think mission creation is a great idea, but I think it's really problematic to allow people to do that in game. Um, what I really wanted to just hark back on was the Unreal 5 thing, and this is just a genuine question for me because I'm not big on what game engines are capable of, but I have been seeing a lot of Unreal 5 videos on YouTube. So, okay, I get Unreal 5 engine can do really nice um, forests and like photorealistic Tokyo subway stations and things. My My question is, does Elite need better graphics? I, I don't see anyone calling out for better graphics ever. Oh, it's- it's not but that. Alex. It's not it, the complaint that Elite gets. It, it's it's keeping the talent refreshed. Right. So, so, so it's more about um, it's more about being able to find programmers yeah. that are f- yeah, familiar so with it. Nobody in the industry, apart from people who work for Frontier, know how Cobra works. At sure. All. Yeah. So if you want to attract game designers to come into your company, well, they're already trained on because you can get Unreal for free and train yourself, or they'll have come from studio that uses unreal they're not using unity let's be honest uh so they're going to already know what they're doing they can hit the ground running and the more people who've been using cobra who have left the company have taken that knowledge with them so there's a brain drain so unless new c plus plus programs have come in learned the cobra engine they become critical points of weakness in the company Uh, you know uh, laughing and joking aside that worries me so them shifting over to something like unreal is that actually makes me have some faith. You can bring people in. You can you could have this game look exactly the same. And, um, and yeah, it would take time to do, but it wouldn't be for the graphical fidelity. That's just a possibility. But the talent pool that's out there um, is a lot bigger than anything could possibly be that you have to train in-house. So that that's the only thing that I see. Yeah, okay. Excellent. Totally. But it's not happening anyway. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no, true. Yeah. We, we can dream. We can dream. And I think we should dream a little bit. And maybe, you know, they never listen to my suggestions on my show, but maybe if I'm on with you guys, maybe we can get something done. Nobody listens to live radio, Tony. It's That's what I thought, too. Not happening. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. But uh, but this is this. They they've had a bad run the last couple of years. Right. And they need they need a fresh direction. And they've gone running back home to Mama by doubling down on their creative management sim, whatever CMS stands for. They've doubled down on that strategy, which is fine. It's their niche. They kind of own that segment. They're really, you know, uh, well-versed in it and that kind of stuff. And I'm assuming that they're just going to keep building it using their in-house engine. I'm, I'm assuming they're just running home to Mama and trying to dig themselves out of the hole doing doing extra of the best things they've ever done. I I think they need to go a different direction. 
And Elite has, in my view, been a bit of a guinea pig for them. Like, when they want to try new things to try to push their internal engine, uh, they've tried it out in, in Elite. Like, say, for example, first-person shooter stuff. Uh, they went and proved to the world that they that their engine can do first-person shooter stuff, kind of. Uh, that whole launch debacle aside. But maybe they need to use the Elite IP, something that has a dedicated following of techie nerd folk, uh, to try to branch out to Unreal. And take a gamble with that uh because they i mean it's not just elite but the brain drain is real for all their games i mean they it, it will cost them more their turnover must be ridiculously expensive i mean employee turnover i mean it, every time they bring someone on or lose someone that has got to be a humongous blow to them every single time and they can't compete in a marketplace that's flooded with people who can change jobs on a whim because everybody uses the same platform. They've, they've, they've got to take a new gamble and go a different direction rather than run home to mama. Okay. Um, psychic. Firstly, Planet Z games are, or Planet Z Planet Coaster games are really, really good and great. And they work incredibly well within the Cobra engine. And it's, a, it's a fantastic showcase of what that engine can do. That engine is the updated version of whatever, um, Elite is still running on. It's my understanding. I think, um, the, um, whatever Cobra engine Elite is running yeah. on is a much older version of that. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I totally agree with you and all of that needs to go, um, to Unreal. Unreal. They, you, did somebody mention a, a second ago that um, they wouldn't like Frontier wouldn't use Unreal because they sit in, um, they're, they're so convinced about using their Cobra engine and they won't use anything else. Yeah, that was, did I hit? It's just okay, money. They just own it. F, it's just money. F1 yeah. Manager, F1 Manager is Unreal Engine. Is, it, is that, is that yeah. published or developed? It's developed. It's developed by okay. Frontier. Um, it is a, um, it's on an Unreal wow. Engine game. A glimmer. Well, 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 well. And but I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. F1 hasn't sold well. No, because no. it's not a particularly good game. But it's, I'm not saying that that's the the. <laughs> I, it's, I mean, it's arguably. It, well, you think Elite is a niche game? Fucking F1 Manager. <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but, yeah. But you and and F1 and an F1 manager that doesn't do all of the things that an F1 fan would love an F1 manager game to do, even still on its second iteration, isn't the greatest course of action maybe for um Frontier to be taken. And sure, they took a gamble, but they are using Unreal. They're not using Cobra Engine in that. Well, so the dam has already been broken. However, I love this. Age of Sigma is Cobra, by the looks of it. Is it? I didn't know I didn't know yeah. about Sigma. All right then, down with Cobra. It's decided. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, although, <laughs> although that could have been like a stipulation in the agreement with um, F1 that it needed to be made in a more accessible engine. So if they needed to take the IP and move it to a different um, developer, potentially that could have been that could have been something that they 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 were was a part of the agreement with the. Um, Formula One. People. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. Was, I, I was like, I know it's Fi something, but I could not remember the last. <laughs> I, I saw you playing it, Sankit. Psychic. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. It is fun. It is fun. But it's one of those games where I'm. It's it's difficult to be entirely um, objective when I I 
I love F1 so much and I am a proper, I sit there and I backseat Ferrari so much. (laughs) I love it it when Ferrari it up, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I sit there and I really, really enjoy F1 and I I love it and I really got back into it recently. And having the opportunity for, to get involved with, um, with F1 manager is really, really fun and great, but it's, it's one of the it's again, it's one of those games that has so much potential and you can see the amount of cool stuff that you would love to see added on top of it, but it's just not quite delivering. It just doesn't feel like it delivers. And I I don't want to say that that echoes other games that maybe um <laughs> Frontier are using. I'm trying I'm I'm not trying to be a, a desperate or Daniel or a um, moaning Myrtle or anything along those lines here because I love Elite and I will always I always love Elite. Elite has a really special place in my heart but there is a pattern. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I think the F1 game must have been basically written for my son because he's a <laughs> he's the f1 nut but he's also got the engineering background behind it so he's he's also there going no 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 you know you've got your your downforce isn't working properly you need to change your wings and he's, he's anybody who's watched my streams with him knows that he's just there going no dad you're doing it wrong and of course that's the best thing about it is that me being humbled by my my own son about cars <laughs> which is shouting at mercedes <laughs> then last year <laughs> who wasn't <laughs> Hamilton certainly was that's for sure yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm just wondering actually about F1 mm-hmm. do you think they've been or do you think that F1 has been damaged by them having to have it as a re- yearly release schedule rather than here's F1 manager and we're now iterating it and iterating it and iterating it and making it good we well, see they're, they're they're trying to emulate what exactly what FIFA. Oh, they're pretending to do EA, done. but they're, they're not there yet. So I think no. that was that it's probably on the back of what um what was proposed to the FIA to begin with, like a um how can we make the most money by selling a, a full game each year? Mm. Um, but I, um, uh, I, I don't I, know. I, I enjoy it's, it. It's it's one of those ones where I really enjoy it, and I'm like, uh, I wish it was the, more. The difference between there's not much difference having played F one twenty manager twenty two and F one twenty three. Yeah, there's a load of fixes that needed to be going into twenty two that are in twenty three, but it doesn't feel like there's a whole new game there. And it doesn't and to I, me. It doesn't that, feel like a proper F one game. Would you it, say it that doesn't, EA it doesn't feel like twenty two and EA twenty three are you know, feel like different games as well, though, or FIFA rather. I don't know. No, be they, able to tell that's, you. That's, that's the thing that I've, I've always got annoyed with FIFA is because mm. it's basically they update the models. There's a, there's a couple of small tweaks. Maybe there's a couple of uh, a game mode, but again, if you say something like FIFA twenty, say twenty twenty and FIFA twenty twenty three or whatever it's called these days, not much difference. But what can you do? It's football. They can't really add a capture the flag mode, can they? I mean, <laughs> well, maybe they should. I, they, did the, they did the career mode, not the career mode. Didn't they do the story thing of it in one of them? Yeah, they did. They did that kind of thing in. But you know, when was the last time? I can't remember when I'm, that I'm, was. I've never played it. I've just seen my son playing it. Hmm. 
Only one will survive in FIFA Deathmatch. <laughs> you want a gladiator? What you after there, Scorb, is a gladiator's <laughs> management game? Do you feel the power? <laughs> Amazing! Amazing! The ship writes itself. Let's go. <laughs> Oh dear! Now they must be thinking Roman gladiator manager. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you're, you're thinking Baymax gladiator things, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I like. Uh, oh God, yes, I agree with Jude there. You want Jude? Well, I was going to say Jude here, and she can speak for herself. I could, but you were talking about Formula One, and I know nothing about cars. <laughs> uh, but no, yes, pugilistic wars in Elite, yes. You don't know anything about cars, but you do know about pugil sticks. Well, I, I've seen them. <laughs> and you haven't seen cars? I've never been knocked into a ball pit by one, but I would do that in Elite. All they need to do is get lots of little spheres that your commander could fall into. It would be in the games ball, room. Yeah, it's a ball pit. It should rather station. be right yeah. here in the bar. Yeah. Yeah, in the bar. Yeah, you ball pits. Pugil sticks on a far-forward spire landing platform. They're far too big. So there you have it, Frontier. What everybody wants is basically ball pits in the bar. And obviously some of castles. No! No, people's computers would explode in this engine if they put ball pits in there. And and in Christmas time, you could have this brand tub mode. So you dive into the ball pit, and every now and again, you come up with some niobium. Very rewarding. Would get a ball in orbit? Would... <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Something for Alec to do. Ah, oh, dear. Do it as well. Yeah, if I got you into the, the the getting things into orbit that shouldn't be in orbit shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever manage to get someone climbing into orbit, Scorb? We got so close. We got so close. <laughs> we did. We did that whole like t- the, the the tower and somebody running up the tops of all the ships. We got so close, and then but then it was fully, fully death. <laughs> There's only so high you can get before someone falls, and you just cannot catch them. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Like shenanigans like that. That's that's what makes this game as well. You, know, you got all of the the, the serious stuff, starboard conflict stuff, making money and everything. But it's it's the most fun when you got all your mates around you doing absolutely stupid things. Oh, I, remember, I remember years ago basically making a bridge across a canyon with um anacondas and things. Yeah. I think that was the Hutton SRV race, wasn't it? Um there was a big crater in the middle of the it, race course. It might, well, it might well have been, I just remember it being bridges. amazing fun. But yeah, we could do that on foot now as well, obviously. Yeah. They're a long ship to pop when you're halfway over a canyon. If it's like someone loses their connection, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> there we have it. Wily Coyote Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I guess we can uh, begin to wrap this uh, up. <laughs> Christmas presents time. Uh, so I think we shall move on to uh, any other business. Right, before this week's episode, you'll have heard the, uh, the recent uh, Dex Legacy Season 2 episode. Uh, please support the show. Please visit thedexlegacy.com. 
Our chief bar steward, Psycho Cow, if you remember him, uh, he's hosting the Christmas quiz night this Friday, the 22nd of December, at 7pm UK time. Uh, pop over to twitch.tv slash psychocal for more shenanigans and going-ons there. Um, now, what's, Destiny 2 is now free, uh, the Legacy Collection is now free on the Epic Store. You put that in, Ben, by any chance? I, I think it was Norman who did that, but yeah, well, I thought Destiny, Destiny was a season. free game anyway, wasn't it? This is an expansion of some kind. Okay, I, so I don't play the game, but I know I did pick it up, and you, um, it, it, it warns you that you need to have the other, the, the regular game first, which you can also just grab for free. Just go for free. Okay. So yeah. So an expansion for it for free. Okay. <laughs> so, has anybody got any other business they would like to quickly raise? I do very, very quickly. I'm sorry. Um, no problem. I just want to, and I, I, she's probably not here, but I just want to give a big shout out to my sister who has um, achieved affiliate status on Twitch today on her own, oh, nice. on her own oh, channel. Awesome. So big congratulations to Katiana and um, go and give her a follow because she's super cool. And I'm not just saying that, um, but go and give her a follow because she's great. She's mostly playing Baldur's Gate, though, as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll just do it, give her a shout-out. Is she streaming at the moment? <laughs> not right now. Oh, so we can't she's read not her, very, She's not very well today, and it'll be Baldur's... She's playing Baldur's Gate, so normally, so we... we There's no crossover between Elite Dangerous and Baldur's Gate. Yeah, no one no, who plays Elite no, plays Baldur's Gate. Nobody plays No one's it. been doing that yeah. all week. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. No, we haven't, no. no. Not, not no one, no, no one, no one plays all of that all the time. No, <laughs> what games? What games? I, I have to put at least six hundred and fifty hours in that before I feel like I'd enjoy it. But yeah, there's a channel, <laughs> and I hated every minute of it. It's a dead game. Excellent. Right. Well, if if that's the case, then uh, we will do our shout outs. So to our sister station, Hot and Orbital Radio, the insignificant Hot and Orbital Radio, and we add, it broadcasts on Thursdays from uh, 8.30 and you can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hot and Orbital Truckers. Or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. Com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, you go and check out the CQC Discord for when you want to uh, uh, create matches and uh, uh, team up with people, or just, just just so you can shoot people. You'll find that at discord.me slash Elite Dangerous CQC. Uh, we will also give shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. So we'll say hello to the Guard Frequency, who do other space sims as well. I'm right here. I know. Hi. This is this is your cue for you to pimp. <laughs> it's a pretty good show. You should check it out. That'll do. All right. And also, and also, there's the cheese loving uh, hillbilly redneck radio, which is known as Loose Screws. I'm not committing to pretty good. <laughs> so, um, we we our, barely our, subscribe to mediocre, so it's okay. <laughs> our typical standard is meh in production, so I'm actually kind of overselling it when I say pretty good, so you're probably wise. <laughs> Excellent. Following this, um, well, both uh, Beetle Dude and Pete are here, so that oh. means, yes. That means we'll do it live. <laughs> no? No? Take it away. Uh, we do have the wonderful vocal talents of LCU No Fool Like One following this episode. There he goes mispronouncing things again. So, well, thanks to everybody who's chipped in on the Twitch chat, and which in-game commanders have actually joined us in the in the uh, 
in the ready room. Uh, we have had uh, Epiphus, uh, Bograt, Siberius, and Soka42. Excellent. And I haven't moved, so I hope I, nobody's been doing anything rude to me with a carrot. Ben. It's so rude. <laughs> no, I've, I've, been, I've been sitting down. I can't even see he's Colin. Where is Colin? He's, like, so right next to you. Oh. No, that's Bograt. No, he's right there. Right, so... Special thanks, Colin. Go. Well, thank God we can't. Right, so special thanks to Commander Tokuso, JN Tracks, and Alan Stride, who have created music for the show. But that's it for this episode of Live Radio and for this year. Uh, so if you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can find all the contact links at the home slash contact us menu on the website. Uh, do let us know if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Uh, Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So with a deep breath, I have to say uh, thank you to Commander Beetlejude. Yay. Uh, Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to Commander Witherspoon. Have a wonderful Christmas, everyone, and we'll see you again in the new year. Uh, and thank you to Commander Ascorbius. Everything still hurts. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, it was Commander JN Trax. Thank you, guys. Great fun. <laughs> and, of course, the lovely Tony, otherwise known as Kinetic Impulsor. Thanks for inviting me on. It's been, been a lot of fun. Glad to have you all. Uh, so, as usual, we will say thank you to Commander Ed Levice. Oh, I told you you shouldn't have pushed back. <laughs> <laughs> have a good new year, guys. Happy Christmas and stuff. I'm so glad that I don't have to do this next week. <laughs> was that another carrot joke? I'm feel, I feel like that was... It could have been. Joke. It could have okay. been. Okay, just checking. Yeah, just... Yeah. Uh, right. Commander Alec Turner. Thanks, Colin. God bless us, everyone. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, Commander Psychit. It's like a fucking Jackson Pollock in here. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for oh, the aggressive good, young heads! <laughs> 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 You've got the dark lights. And of course, special thanks goes to the Chris Mark IV, who's been tying this all together in the background. You're welcome. So... Until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your life like this? It's like someone having an orange inserted. I'm going to see the galaxy.
damn it. No worries, guys. Hold the fork for two seconds. I'll be right back. On the first day of Christmas, I scanned biology, a cordyceps in a brain tree. On the second day of Christmas, I scanned biology, two anemones and a cordyceps in a brain tree. On the third day of Christmas, I scanned biology, three receptor umbrugs, two anemones and a cordyceps in a brain tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, I scanned biology, Four fumarola, three receptor umbrugs, two anemones, and a cordyceps in a brain tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, I scan biology. Five bark mounds. Four fumarola, three receptor umbrugs, two anemones, and a cordyceps in a brain tree. On the sixth day of Christmas, I scan biology. Six hectoids of vermis, five bark mounds. Four fumarola, three receptor umbrugs, two anemones, and a cordyceps in a brain tree. On the seventh day of Christmas, I scan biology. Seven noxious discus, six cactoid and vermis, five bark mounds. Four fumarola, three receptor umbrugs, two anemones, and a cordyceps in a brain tree. On the eighth day of Christmas, I scan biology. Eight suspensions of seven losses, discus six, code of verbis, five bark mounds. Four fumarola, three receptor, up a two and then a and a cordyceps in a brain tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, I scan biology. Nine senior tubers, eight suspensions of seven losses, discus six, code of verbis, five bark mounds. On the tenth day of Christmas, I scanned biology. Ten bacteria, nine YouTubers, eight of the